This is Debbie here with you, the woman behind Energeia. This is going to be a reflection on the belly as a place of somatic experiencing. So excited to share this with you. I've been working on it for a while. For me, that came from not, I wasn't getting the care that I needed. Wow. So I did my first recording I don't know if you'd call it an episode, on the hands as a site of somatic experiencing. Um, and this one will be about the belly. The belly is is a huge spot, <laughs> whether you have a huge belly or a little belly or if it's flat around, it's, it's a very um, feeling part of the body. So I think that actually talking about how the belly holds feeling and emotion is something more than other parts of the body most people have been aware of at some time or another. There's a lot of anxiety that lives there, um, excitement. People talk about butterflies in the stomach or... um, feeling like the stomach is in knots. Um, It's also an area where there's a lot of feeling of control, like attempt to control or completely losing control. If you think about sucking the belly in for a picture or posing or whenever, like sucking in and holding it in, some of us have been taught to do that from a pretty early age as part of just how we hold our body. And then we're always like holding something really tight, which, which um, matters because it's limiting our ability to take a deep breath and just relax and feel into the very base of the spine and the pelvis. The diaphragm is the muscle that helps us breathe and it is located in the same area as the belly. So sometimes when we're feeling stuck or blocked or even pain in the belly, it can be coming from the diaphragm muscle and it's associated with breathing. Even learning that, oh, when I breathe in, my belly fills up. That's something that some of us have had to learn because that way of wanting to suck in and look tighter and thinner is so pervasive that it's affected even the way that we breathe, that we have somehow tried to not fill our bellies up when we breathe. (laughs) Um, And so just learning that. Right now, it might be helpful for you to inhale and exhale while you're listening. Feeling the belly. 
and emptying it out, getting into your own kind of rhythm. And speaking of emptying out the belly, that moves into a whole other area that's really intense, really deep-rooted for so many of us is food um, and the stomach. Um, there is all kinds of feelings that come from emptiness in the belly. And some people have actually gone hungry and experienced hunger and starvation either for some period of time that was kind of a defined period of time or for a longer ongoing basis. And that, um, that can really be sticky, something that sticks around and doesn't go away. Maybe if even it was like a, a short period of time when, when someone couldn't afford enough food to eat or what they could afford was limited and they um, were going hungry or going without, that experience could live with someone for the rest of their life in their body. And some of us are people who never experienced poverty really to the point where we couldn't afford food, but we starved ourselves. I'm definitely someone who did a lot of starving myself um, from about the age of 12 until I was 18. I vacillated between starving myself or then binging and purging or starving and purging. Um, so bringing that state of hunger and weakness and emptiness, that was something that I, a harm that I perpetuated against myself for a really long time. And even though I did that to myself, it wasn't something that was imposed upon me. Um, I have felt this like kind of jerk reaction overcorrection in the opposite direction come up at times where because my body has experienced being hungry and being empty uh, and all the like the physicality that comes along with that like there was a lot of years when I was growing up when what I would do when I came home from school was just sit in my bed and be pretty tired and listless after school. That's what I would do because I was hungry and I wasn't giving myself nutrition or not being able to focus at school. I, um, I remember in middle school math, I wasn't paying attention at all. I was just sitting there hungry and like making lists and notes about everything that I'd eaten and I would obsessively make lists of, like of what I'd eaten not just that day but for the whole week and tallying how many times I'd thrown up and that sounds pretty obsessive but I also know that I'm not alone in that 
there's so much shame about those types of behaviors that it's pretty rare for me to speak about those points in my life, even though I'm beyond that now and I'm older, but um, it's pretty intense to think back on those obsessive compulsive behaviors that we can get wrapped up in with food. And I think those catch up to a lot of people in adolescence because of the emotionality to that. And it's a time when we feel a lot. There's, there's a lot of awareness and feelings that rush in to an adolescent mind and a lack of context to to understand, contextualize those feelings, process them, and the place where it gets internalized is, is oftentimes the belly and digestion. Starving myself, like now that I've had a lot of time to sort of work through and, and think back on and noticing these things in myself, I associate starving with anger. And definitely control, it was, it's like life or death. Um, so there's something to rejecting the food that my parents prepared for me. Or just getting into that drama back and forth with parents being like, um, no, I'm not hungry. And then skipping dinner and going upstairs to bed or sitting at the table emotionally or in terms of my physical environment and what I was being provided with. Maybe like a lack of attention to what was needed to nurture me and just more mindlessly being like, here's a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That was something I reacted against in terms of anger and I couldn't express in words. So I did it through food and my body. And then as far as binging, I think of loneliness and emptiness. That's something that's so hard to feel into. You're going back again and again and again, or like going for something to eat without taking a pause, just like, well, yeah, I want that. That is to me, a way of really avoiding the feeling. And it's evolved over so long that going for that without even stopping to take a split second. Digestion has a lot of sensation that goes along to it. I mean, there's, there's, I'm sure, hormones that are released like dopamine, and I, I don't actually know about that. Um, but even apart from that, when we eat, I think of just the actual physical sensations of putting food into the body, having it go down the throat, into the belly. There's that like feeling of weight and warmth and fullness. And then like the body is busy doing something. And all of that brings comfort or then when there's too much consumption it doesn't bring comfort it brings just overwhelming like oh and and that overeating 
or eating like weird stuff that doesn't go well together or like eating at weird times and all it's kind of it's a way of creating that low level stimulation like having the tv on in the background just to distract and numb out that's how i know it's been for me um and then going back again it's it's like a always flipping back to the other side of the coin the the starving side a way of like fighting back against all the sadness and emptiness and the feelings of shame by taking control and denying food from the body for me experiencing hunger is something i rarely allow to happen because it does it it truly creates a lot of kind of emotional distress and and like a huge stress reaction in my body because of all the times that I was forcibly starving myself. I want to talk a little bit more about control and lack of control because we all know, well, I don't know if we all know, (laughs) but autoimmune illnesses, there's a growing body of research speculating about ways that autoimmune illnesses are associated with trauma, either childhood trauma or even child like maternal child connection where the mother during pregnancy is experiencing a lot of trauma. And there's really, really good, um, like anyone who's experiencing problems with indigestion, I would definitely recommend seeing a craniosacral or a really, really, really good massage therapist, an acupuncturist, maybe an Ayurvedic practitioner. Sometimes in yoga, people have a whole practice that's focused specifically on the pelvis and the belly, especially for women's health. But um, learning ways about how chronic tension gets, it's a learned behavior to like, like hold on tight in the stomach and in other organs and in the pelvis. And that is part of what can create problems with digestion. And it's it becomes a negative feedback loop if you're experiencing pain and tension in your belly. We all have a womb in our belly. And because we all came from a womb, our belly is our own womb. Our belly is our home in a way. Like you could imagine you keeping yourself inside of your belly like a little kangaroo keeps its kid in its pouch. So when you feel warm and safe and relaxed in your belly, you feel warm, protected, safe, relaxed, happy, and at home in the world. And when you feel uncomfortable in the belly or tense or in pain, it can feel it's to be to feel relaxed in the world when you're feeling tense there in this place that's in the center of your body is so hard it's really really hard so it's it this chronic tension that can occur um it it can affect a whole the whole of experience of being in a body and being in the world 
we are our gut. <laughs> we we are like determined by our stomach. Some people like to say that like men think with their dick, but we all think with our stomach when we talk about digesting something as processing it, taking something in and this is this is the thing with like emotions and trauma and, and life. We can't just take something in and have it like sit there like a rock and be like, oh, like we need to be able to take it in and and break it down and use all these juices to break it up into pieces that we can use and understand and work with and and let it nourish us and feed us and move through us and and then let the parts that we don't need come back out the other end. That's what we need to be able to do in our lives. Perpetuating this action of taking in things that don't make you feel well, even though they don't make you feel well. I wonder if this can be, for myself, it's, it's kind of like an acting out. Like a crying out to myself for help about the ways in which I don't feel capable of doing that with my life. I'm recording this during quite an interesting time for me. This week is coming on the seven-year anniversary of my mom's death. Also the 11-year for my grandmother and my grandfather on the same side also died within a couple of days of the two of them the year before I was born. Uh, So a lot of potent experience of grief this week for me, which has been combined with inflammation in my pelvis and my belly. I've been thinking a lot about, um, well, really feeling a lot about this all week. I decided to go out into the desert as a way of honoring my mom. I had a healing session that was working on a lot of tension in my hip. And during that session, my therapist put a big rose quartz right on top of my chest, which brought a lot of really bittersweet tears to me that felt so needed. So I actually went out and got myself a rose quartz and brought it out into the desert with me. And at first felt my inflammation get a lot worse, then have done some more healing work um, by going into meditation, putting that crystal right on top of my pubic bone or on my belly and feeling a lot of relief. Rose quartz, symbolizes heart healing, nurturing, tenderness and care for the heart. So it's no surprise to me that that's needed for me right now while I'm carrying this heavy grief for my mother, my grandmother too. So much that is stored within the body that can be blocked and and either it stays inside and it's not understood or really felt into and it causes tension or when it is really worked into and investigated, it can be 
such a source of wisdom. I've been feeling this undercurrent coming out of wanting to honor myself, wanting to do what truly makes me happy, and an awareness that hadn't been with me of how I've been holding myself back from certain kinds of things ever since the death of my mother, things that I want because I'm afraid to live my life and it's a way that I'm carrying her suffering through. So just finding all of this really within the sensations that are there in my belly, this has been profound. And along with that, doing meditation on how to sit with what I truly feel and when there's pain and inflammation that's there to find out how to honor what my body needs which feels transformative. I don't think we live in a world that makes it feel so easy to honor what our bodies need and what our hearts need. It's just kind of expected to get up and go to work and and um, go through the day and do a lot of things on a schedule, a lot of things for other people. It's also so true that some people don't have the privilege to take space or drop out of activities that might be causing pain. Figuring out how to create that space, where to create that space is scary. It takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of creativity. So that's what I'm working on these days is dropping into meditation to See if any answers come to me gradually from this feeling within my belly of how to give myself what I truly need. If you somehow are listening and you haven't found me yet on Patreon and on Instagram, my handle at both of those places is Heal Heart World. And the name of my business is Energea. You can find information about my work at healheartworld.com. And this has been Debbie, the woman behind Energea. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting me through this form that I'm experimenting with of Patreon. Um, Just any way that you have of being connected to my work at all means so much to me. I'm going to continue learning this. The next meditation and reflection that's coming here will be on the bones, which is going to be a tough one for me because feeling um, rooted and grounded and safe into my bones has been a, yeah, a long journey that's certainly not over. Um, so much to share there and look into. You are a beautiful soul wherever you are on your journey with these things. Um, Somatic experience of the belly is not something we could cover in one day. I'd love to hear from you about how this is playing out for you and what you are feeling. Take care. Have a lovely day.